pin in it. See? That's a good I, idea. Yeah, we'll put a pin in it. And I'll angle my sunglasses to bring our guest in. And I didn't talk to our hype man, so I have no real good intro tonight. But I will tell you this. He is a very good professional wrestler. And he's here with us tonight. Are, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. That's all the hype I needed, man. That's that is it. all. Right to the point. And I'm going to tell you this. And I figured this out probably well, we started at 9. I probably figured this out at 8.58 when I was taking my notes. Avery Good. A very good. I <laughs> just figured. I'm not that. I'm not that bright. I just figured that out. A very good professional wrestler. I couldn't believe it. I'm very nerve sighted for this show tonight. Well, I'm, I'm a little excited for it, a little nerve sighted for it as well. But actually, it's funny that, that that's the first thing you brought up, and you're rocking the uh, Orange Cassidy shirt over I am. there. I OC, am. a good buddy of mine, and he was the one uh, when I got the call to go do a little dark work for AEW who was like, hey, like, they're going to hate your name. Like, you need a real name. And so, like, he got my wheels turning, and I just hate fake wrestler dude names, I guess, for some reason. Okay. And, like, everyone I tried to come up with, I was like, ah, nah, these all sound, I don't know, terrible. Like, I feel like I would make fun of somebody else for picking those names. But then I I was in love with a very good professional wrestler. Like, I never really was going to switch off Dasher Hatfield. So I came up with that idea and was like, I really love this idea. So I was kind of bummed I had to come up with something new. So then I was like, hey, maybe there's, like, something here, something I can play off of. And when when I just realized you take that little space out, that's all you you needed. Yeah, it works perfect. It took me, uh, like, I I listen to a couple other podcasts, and I, I'm searching things, and then it, I don't know how it, I maybe when I typed it, I was like, oh, shit, Avery Good. I get it. A very good. <laughs> now, what Now what happens, like, what if, uh, what if AEW picks you up, uh, you know, for more extended time, does it go to a great a uh, how would it be a greater wrestler a great that that's always part of it like I'm kind of on this journey in my career right now where I want those matches against the greats right like I just got to wrestle Alex Shelley a couple weeks ago and those those are the kind of matches I'm seeking to you know I I've proven already I'm a very good professional wrestler but until I beat those those types of wrestlers the Alex Shelleys of the world. You know, the majority of the AEW roster, those types of guys, then then maybe. Like, if I can get in the ring and hang with, you know, A, if AEW gives me that opportunity, and then I get in the ring and prove that I am a great professional wrestler, we're going to have to get clever and come up with a new name. Um, but at this point in my career, I think a very good is what, what I can, you know, confidently say that's what I am. Um, until those opportunities are given to me or I've earned those, then then that's the name we're going to run with. Um. I didn't think we'd get to AW Dark this quickly, but since we did, I sorry, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, no, hey, that's fine. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good at going with the flow. Orange Cassidy, friend of yours. You're from New Jersey. You live in Pennsylvania. Do you have a lot of friends over at AW, or a lot of people you know and worked with? Tons. Like, if you, I mean, if you look at, especially the early AEW roster, it's a lot of like the Chikara roster yeah. that was there when I broke through. Your Unos, your Doses. Um, 3.0 to 2.0 guys are there now. Eddie, Bryce, OC, Dustin, Wheeler, Yuda, 
Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some in there. Cole Cabana I know really, really well. Um, uh, Ruby Soho, I, we, her and I were a team um, for like a whole year plus. Um, so the fir- first time I went to Dark, it was like a for real reunion with a lot of friends that I haven't seen in a while. Um, that you know, We separated ways for one reason or another. Uh, wrestling wise and just walking around it was it was magical adam cole was a guy um that i knew before before he took his first bumps he was still in high school i think when he started coming around a couple of the companies that i was wrestling for back in the day um so even seeing him for the first time it was just like a little little reunion one after the other after the other um how many dark matches did you were on tv one, two? Um, n- none on TV. I just did the one that they put on, like, their YouTube dark uh, yeah, whatever. That, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even, and even that one, like, we were in Gorilla, and I want to say we were the second to last one. And they're like, hey, take what everything you have and cut it down to less than a minute. So, like, our whole time got cut kind of as we were standing there. So, up to this point, I still haven't really had the opportunity to kind of showcase what I can do. Um, it was great. They brought me in. It was great to see how that whole operation works behind the scenes. Uh, my favorite part was like seeing my friends that are there and thriving there, not only just being there, but doing really, really well. That was awesome to see. Um, so they, they invited me back in Philly and then Philly, they had nothing for me. So I was just kind of hanging out. Um, and then they invited me back again in Boston a couple of weeks ago. Um, but like, I, I just couldn't go. So right. like life for me is is tough. I kind of get real real life gets in the way a lot for me as far as pro wrestling, just because you know I am a married man with two kids. Um, I am a teacher outside of wrestling, and with teaching we only get four personal days for the whole school year because we get our summers off and all the other vacation and blah 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 blah. Um, and I'm already out three of the four at this point in the year. So um, like I used them to do AEW on Wednesdays, and then when they they called to go to Boston, I was like. Like I got one left and I'd rather wait until you're like a little more close for me because that would have been go there, do the dark, maybe get to work, maybe not use my last day off for the whole school year. That's, you know, we would have still been in October, um, drive through the night basically to like roll into work Thursday morning and just be dead all day. So I was just like, Hey, like, I appreciate you inviting me back again, but I just, at this point I can't make it. Like when you're back in Philly, New York, like I'll be there. I'd love, you know, it was great to go do it. So I'll use my last day for you, um, but just just not all the way in Boston. For sure, yeah. Um, you are a very good wrestler. You are a great teacher and a greater dad from everything I've learned uh, today in prepping. You're, you, you're a teacher. You just said it. Uh, fifth grade, correct? Fifth grade, math and science. Math and science. Do the kids know your in-ring work? Have they ever seen you? Very, very few. Um, so I do teach in the town that like I grew up in. Okay. Uh, so every once in a while, I'll get students that like I know their aunt, I know their mom. I graduated with their uncle. Um, so th- they'll come up and be like, "Hey, my mom told me this about you." Um, so I also I teach a fitness club at school, and so I had a little, I had a third grader come up to me the other day, and he's just like, "Hey, my mom told me." He's like whispering it, like he knows it's a secret. It's like my mom told me this about you, and I was like, "All right, bro." Like keep it our secret. Not that I mind that the kids find yeah. out because like like intentionally in wrestling, like you'll you'll never really see me curse on purpose. Like has it slipped once or twice probably. Um like everything I do is is clean cut and and in my mind, you know, G rated and acceptable. 
my parent or my principals are well aware of what I do. So like if my kids find out what I do and they Google and they search me, like they wouldn't find anything I wasn't proud of. So that like, that's all on the up and up. Um, but it is kind of, I always thought it was strange. Like when a couple kids do find out, like it never like spreads like wildfire, which I know when I was a kid, right. if I would have found out my teacher was a pro wrestler, I'd have told everybody. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Hey, are kids at that age, uh, what, fifth grade, uh, I'm trying to think of my kids, uh, fifth graders, are they better at keeping it kayfabe than adults? And they might be. That actually <laughs> might be. They might be. Um, uh, funny story, I rolled into McDonald's maybe about an hour and a half ago. Uh, so I'm like single dad right now. My wife's away on a work trip. My, you know, We're running around. My little guy had wrestling practice. My daughter's gymnastics. I'm kind of running around. Even before this, I'm making the peanut butter jellies, yep. getting everything ready for tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I so did. I'm like, all right. <laughs> right? That's exactly what, what you got to do, man. It's yep. part of the gig. Um, but so in between wrestling and then going to pick my daughter up, I was like, all right, let's go get to McDonald's. Pull up to McDonald's. And one of my old students is is working at McDonald's. So I'm like, oh, what's up, man? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I always remember this little guy because he was always dancing and always singing. Even at like when I had him when he was 10 or 11, he was working on making music videos and so I asked about the music thing. I'm like, hey, how you been? You still working on your music? What do you got going on? He's like, yeah, I, I always got that going on. He goes, but I was going to have my dad call you. He goes, I think I want to get into WWE. And I'm like, well. Oh, boy. Right? Like, that's a very difficult thing to do. But, like, if you ever need me, let me know, and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. You know, I'll probably hook him up with Cheeseburger or somebody who's prepared to get him training and get him started if he wants to, if he really wanted to. But I was just kind of like a unique teacher wrestling combo conversation i just had about an hour ago that's insane and cheeseburger uh from everything i've heard amazing amazing human being yeah fantastic human being one of my one of my favorite people to wrestle uh great guy like he's still a guy like when i can get down to philly like i'll make my way down a train with cheeseburger um he was the guy like when i had that like after i broke my leg and i came back like the first match i did was the dark but i knew that would be like no more than three or four minutes so I could get through that. Like I was already training on it pretty regularly. Um, but when it came down to like having my first singles, like 10, 15 minutes of like, you know, let's go hard. I got to handpick my opponent and I was like, give me cheeseburger. Cause I know cheeseburger is a good dude. I can get in there. I can trust burger. Um, and we, we had a great match. So it was a great match to get me back in the ring and like really test out. Like was I as healed as I thought I was. Um, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, when you got started in in wrestling, we'll, we'll do the some of the generic generic uh, podcast questions. Uh, your cousin <laughs> Rob exposed you to wrestling, and then you end up training him. How, how's that come about? Like Rob introduced me to wrestling when we were like three. Like my like as far as I remember, we were watching wrestling together. But I knew even then, like like he loved wrestling way more than I did. As far as like sitting down and watching it. I don't know if I was just more active or antsy or maybe I was like one of the ADHD kids before we were diagnosing kids right. with ADHD or what it was. Exactly. But like me, I'm like my kid now. Like as soon as wrestling comes on, it's like, hey, let's wrestle. Not like let's watch wrestling. Um, but he, he always instilled that that love of wrestling for me. But again, mostly with me, it's like, all right, I never forget. We had these like yard sale blue mats my mom, my mom found somewhere and like the, the amount of mileage we got on these mats, like let's put them in the yard. Let's wrestle on these. Like not to say we were ever backyard wrestlers because it was just him and I. Right. Um, but like, and we were probably like eight at this point. Like we did so much million dollar man, like 
Erwin R. Scheister, Doink the Clown Crush. Like, that was kind of our era on these mats. It was unreal. Um, but then, like, so wrestling was kind of a thing, like, we always talked about doing together one day. And then, like, I graduated high school a year before him, went away to college. Um, the year I was away, he actually got his girlfriend pregnant at, like, 18 or 19. So, we, you know, different life paths here. But then I failed out of college, and it was like, all right, well, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what's next? And wrestling was like the only thing I kept in my brain. Like I felt like it was the only thing I would work towards. It was the only thing I wanted to be or wanted to do. Um, so I started training and I knew at this point, like he's 19, just had a baby. Like he does not have two to three grand to go pay somebody to train him. Um, so I started with two guys, martial law and love bug right now in town, Pennsylvania. Great dudes, fantastic humans. And they were real cool with it. Like as soon as my training was complete, I started renting out the back of, Carson's pro wrestling world where there was a ring at the time. And I was like, Hey, like, like I know I shouldn't be a pro wrestling trainer right now, but like, this is something I have to do. Like I have to find a way to get us both in the business because you know, like wrestling for me was like, it felt like it just wouldn't be complete without doing it with him. Right. Um, like we're like, we always wanted to just be a tag team. That's what we wanted to do. So those guys were like, you know what? Like we paid for the rental space and, I guess I was technically his trainer, but they came in a lot and they worked with them for nothing because they're just great dudes and they saw the work we were putting in. And uh, so we did. We ran around on the Indies for a couple of years, but then he just kept making babies, man. It got in the way. And I love my nieces and nephews. They're all my niece is senior in high school now. Wow. Um, and her brother's a sophomore and then they have another girl who's in eighth grade. So he, he was, yeah, like real life caught up to him real quick. You know, by the time he was 23, 24, he had three kids. Yeah. Um, so like wrestling just wasn't feasible for him anymore. Um, but part of me, I like, I still every once in a while, I will lose some sleep over like what could have been because Rob's a big square dude, like six, two big beefy dude. Like we definitely had like heart foundation 2.0 written all over us where like, you know, he was the anvil to my Brett and like it, it was, it was a beautiful thing. And we had chemistry probably cause you know, we grew up best friends, cousins, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got broken in. Um, and then, you know, obviously, once Chikara came around, and, like, that's kind of when Rob was fading out, I kind of ran and did my own thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, you got a lot of references there. Uh, Heart Foundation, Doink, Crush, uh, Chikara, Action, uh, Arcade, Creator Wrestler. It had that whole 90s wrestling vibe then. Yeah, I loved it. I still remember the, the phone conversation I had with Quack when he was like, yo, I'm kind of rebooting everything. This is my plan. And, like, I don't know if he filled me in just to get me excited because right. that's the wrestling I grew up on. Like, the four pay-per-views. Rob and I still, we get together just for those four pay-per-views. We actually have, like, a T-shirt exchange. We always buy each other a T-shirt. So we got Survivor Series coming up. Don't yep. tell him. I'm, I'm, unless he listens to this, he's going to find out. But I got him this sweet, like, black and white T-shirt of, like, the moment Hogan turned, he was oh. a big Hogan guy, and he was a big Razor Ramon guy. So it's like Hogan turning, and you can see like the outsiders in the background. It's like cool T-shirt I found for him. Nice, but, black uh, and white. Yeah, so that coming this way. But yeah, like when Quack pitched it to me, and he's like, "It'll be like Saturday morning, you know, wrestling for twelve weeks, and then we'll have the like kind of our four big events. It would have been like trios and a Cybernetico. Um, there was like a Royal Rumble type show and things like that. And Chikarosaurus Rex would have been the other one of the four. Um, but like, yeah, like as soon as we were kind of getting that going and I was loving it, like 
like for years I'd wanted to lose the mask and do the heel thing, which was a fight and an argument to make that happen. Um, and we finally got that going and I'm absolutely like in love with Sidney Bacadella. I think he's the greatest. So we had just got lined up and the action arcade was going and it really to me felt like the first special thing we had been creating as a company in a while. Um, and then it was just like, you know, crap timing that that's when kind of everything got shut down. Um, yeah, so that, that part of it really stinks, but Action Arcade, like the one season we got out, I loved it. Yeah. Like it was all pre-filmed. So like me and my kids were to be pumped and excited. And that's like great when COVID hit too. So we were kind of looking for anything to get excited about. So it's like we were up Saturday mornings, had our cereal, we were watching it. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah, old school Saturday morning wrestling right there. Yeah, it was. There's jobbers, it was beautiful. Um, don't we need more of that these days? We need more of the jobbers, yeah, the heels, the baby faces, the the full fledged out or maybe over the top at some points in time characters. Uh, yep, a lot of talent came through Chikara. A lot of talent, tons, tons. Yeah. Um, like that's a, that's a lot of things. People are always like asking me about my earlier gimmicks and things like that. And a lot of that stuff I hated, and I you know. But being new in the business and the whole pay your dues kind of thing, yeah. like I was smart enough at that point and getting into indie wrestling, I didn't know anything about indie wrestling. Um, so I was kind of learning, but I could look around that locker room and see, you know, when I first got there, it was Sweeney, it was Claudio, it was Hero, it was Hollow Wicked. I can go on for days. It was Jigsaw. It was Akuma. It was all the international talent they were bringing in. It was the talent from around the country they were bringing in. And I could just see how good these people were. And I was like, I will dance around in whatever suit you want me to dance around in just to be under so many learning trees at the same time. Like all the best talent available was in and out of there in one way or another. Uh, so just to be around those people, like you can't help but to become a better wrestler. Yeah. Did, am I mistaken? Didn't uh, El Generico and X-Pac have a match in Chikara? Yeah, it's one of the most infamous Chikara matches of all time that's at the thought. ECW arena. Yeah, that's um, right. That's yeah. Trios. Um, and so they got to wrestle and I remember like the one, two, three kid was, it was the one, two, three oh, kid. Yeah. We had convinced the one, two, three kid to wrestle as <laughs> the one, two, three kid. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And their match was amazing. He took like the brain buster on the top buckle. Like that whole weekend was such an emotional roller coaster. Like there, there were tears, there was crying, there was magic. The wrestling was amazing. Just, just a fantastic weekend. Um, but yeah, that's easily one of the most infamous matches of all of Chikara was, Generico one two three kid at the arena. Um, for those of you out there, whether you're watching it live now or you'll catch it on YouTube or wherever, I find the time to post it. Um, how would you describe uh your style, your uh, inspirations, who you resemble? You know, all that happy horse shit. Uh, my style is just like. Stick to the basics, but like I, I feel like I do the basics just as good or better than anybody out there. Like, and then maybe it is coming up in Chikara where all these guys could do all this beautiful high flying and all this fancy whatever, whatever, whatever. And like I would try to do it, and it would just come out ugly. And it's just like it wasn't me. It was like I was forcing it. And then finally, like I had this like awakening where it's just like, like don't try to do what other people do. Like do what you do, but do it better than anybody else. So I really focused on. Like exactly that, which was the wrestling I grew up on, right? Like that early '90s style, and I really felt like it helped me it helped me stand out. But I also try to be like a thinking man's wrestler. Like I go in with a game plan. It's like I look at my opponent, 
um, and say, all right, what do I do better than they do? And then I try to exploit it. Like if you watch my, my matches, you can, there's always a story. There's always a strategy. There's always a game plan of some sort to where I'm trying to figure out what I'm better than my opponent at. And, and that's how you pick up W's. That's how you get wins. Um, that, who do I go to and watch? Like, again, I go right back to that era. It's like Mr. Perfect's the first one that pops in my brain. Um, Rick Rude. I love Dean Malenko. Um, watch a lot of R- William Regal, Arn Anderson, just like tough dudes yeah. who, go, who go in there and get the job done. But also they're all like thinking man's wrestlers. They're not, they're not just tough dudes going in to fight. There's, there's always something going on upstairs. Their brains are always working. Roddy Piper. Uh, those are my people. Um, you mentioned earlier, uh, Dasher Hatfield, you loved, uh, one of your favorite gimmicks or characters. Um, mine was create a wrestler. And I think because I played a lot of video games as a still now. And I just think that whole story of a creator wrestler and get the, the, the fans involved and all that. Could we see a return of the creator wrestler down the line? Not with me doing it, but I would lo- absolutely love. Like I did have somebody once, maybe about eight, eight years ago, ask me for permission to like do it. Interesting. And I was like, please go for it. I have a blast. Um, I don't know if they ever did. I never heard from that person again, or I never saw it. Um, but I think that'd be really cool if somebody kind of had, kind of had the balls to do it because you know you are putting your wrestling career right. in the hands of the fans. Right. Um, but it, it definitely was a lot of fun, and it did eventually the third time through after the cow and after the breakfast. Like I loved being Dasher Hatfield. I'm a sports nut. Like I see your Red Sox stuff yep. over there. I'm a Yankee guy. Oh, um, so I'm, I'm weird. You know, it's weird that we're getting along so well here. Um, like I can even like I, I turn a little bit here. Those are all all. Yankee baseballs in there. Well, if I if I could t- reach my computer over there, I would have just ended the whole show. It's been like done, right? Just turned turned it off. <laughs> um, but so as soon as like like, and it was weird too because I that's the first one where I'd worked my way up like the rungs of pro wrestling where my opinion mattered. Right, like the cow and the breakfast, they're just like this is what you're doing. Um, and the Dasher Hatfield one, they asked, and I'm like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm like. Like, I don't know why you're asking my opinion on the one. And they knew I was a big sports fan. Yeah. So, like, I think he already knew before he asked. But, like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was I was all about it. Um, and, it, like, it was super over right away in the, in the car universe there. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from just, like, people could tell I was happy doing it. So that right. joy, like, kind of just naturally showed through. And, therefore, people enjoyed watching it just because I was I was having a good time myself. Um, but, yeah, I loved my time as Dasher Hadfield. Towards the end, like when I wanted to kind of bail on all of it, it was just like I wanted a new challenge. Like at that point, I'd been doing it eight or nine years, and it just kind of like to me felt repetitive and not challenge challenging anymore. So I was like, hey, like I, you know, I, I want to try something different. Um, I, I did, and I wanted to get my face out there too. Uh, that was part of like losing the mask. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to try the challenge of being being a heel wrestler, being a bad guy, and uh, and to get the mask off. Um, gonna backpedal to AEW. When you come, when you have, I know it was a quick match, but you were there for some other. You were there, uh, in oh well, not Boston, but the one before. Um, well, did you Philly? I was at Philly and Newark. Were the two I was at Philly and Newark. Now, uh, your match coming through the curtain or just being backstage. Uh, who comes to you first after your match? Did you get to talk to 
uh, a lot of veterans there. Did you get to, to pick the brain of uh, an Arnie Anderson? Um, Jerry Lynn was the guy. Jerry like, Lynn. He was kind of the agent for our match. Uh, he was the guy who broke the news to us that all our time had gotten cut. Oh. Um, and then afterwards, he was even super. He's like, hey, man, really sorry, really sorry. I kept apologizing. I'm like, dude, like, I just stood in front of a ring in front of 16,000 people. Right. Like, my wife and kids were in the stands. Like, nice. you just gave me the coolest experience ever. Like, please stop apologizing to me. Like, you know, if I went out there and threw a couple arm drags and did a move, like, that that wasn't the most important part of the day. Um, for me, the most important part about it was, like, you find out you're getting this opportunity, so you get a little anxious, you get a little nervous, a little nerve-sided, like you said, mm-hmm. right? I kind of put myself in check with, like, like, I know I've worked as hard as I possibly could have throughout my wrestling career, so I'm like, yo, if you're not ready now, then you're never going to be ready. So that kind of, like, helped calm me down a little bit, but it really wasn't until, like, I could get in my normal routine. Like we're getting close to match time. My normal routine is like a little bit of stretching and as many push-ups as I can possibly do in that time. And then just kind of talking myself and getting myself ready. Like once I started in my routine, not nervous at all, which I was like, and I could even like, I was even thinking, I'm like, I'm in my brain realizing I'm not nervous at all. And then I'm like, all right, let's see, you know, when you get out there, how you feel. And when you get out there, like you get kind of two minutes to just stand in the ring while the other guys are making their entrance and i'm standing there it's me and jt done like just super excited like nothing is i'm looking around like this is what i've been doing for 16 years like there's more people watching but didn't phase me at all right. i was like i have no doubts that i could do this um looking up i'm seeing my kids hands waving like i went and scoped out where they're going to be sitting before the show so i knew exactly where to look um so even that like just got me excited um so, like, the opportunity they gave me, like, nothing else comes from it. Super thankful. Like, you know, I got to say, at least, at least I did that. You should have that. You, with meant- that said, like, please give me more opportunities. I want to do it again and again and again and again and again. I was just going to say, you talked about how wrestling, uh, you went to college at first. That didn't work out. Wrestling uh, was the only thing that was motivating to you. Uh, since then, you, uh, you know, you, you got your master's and, and you're a teacher now. Uh, yeah. How motivated, how much did your motivation increase after the dark appearance? Are you more motivated now to hit? Because your goal, I heard you say this in another podcast, your goal was to just find a place, a home, like like ECW was back in the day. Yeah, that was it. So is that still your goal? No, I, I feel I did that. Like, I checked yeah. that off. Yeah. I felt like far at its hottest, like 11, 2011 through 13, like, there's no doubt in my mind that we were like, obviously maybe not that we didn't grow as big as ECW or as infamous, right. but I feel like our impact on wrestling was a hundred percent the same. Like we changed the course of independent wrestling and professional wrestling. No doubt. Like some of the stuff we were doing um, and innovating, like caught on all over the place, the style of wrestling, um, the fun aspect of wrestling, like a lot of what we did. And even like we ran King of trios. Like I remember Quack standing up before some King of trios being like, we got people coming to Easton, Pennsylvania, like literally the same place I, I did wrestling coaching tonight is where we used to run King of Trios after the ECW arena at the Charles Schrenn Community Center. Um, like we would pack 1,500 people in there from 18 different countries came to watch independent wrestling in Easton, Pennsylvania, um, like 30 different states that we sold tickets to. Like that's that's unheard of. That's unreal. And at least like to me it was. And then like, 
like I go back again to that that generico one two three kid match where when that match was over, the one two three kid walks through the locker room and he slams this note up on the door in in tears just about how special that day was to him and how much he appreciated that we believed in him and it's like you're the one two three kid bro like <laughs> like we like this is amazing and so it was like like I did and I had that home for a long long time um, so. Maybe it was time for me. Maybe I should have branched out even a little bit earlier. Um, but, like, that box I checked, like, in 2013 as far as, like, finding that part of wrestling where it was a community, it was a family, where people were building towards the same thing, that everybody understood the goal, and, you know, you're changing the landscape of professional wrestling. So, like, what, that box I feel like is checked. Um, and, like, maybe it took me too long to come up with another goal of, like, you know, go find a job now in a bigger company or be able to make a living in right. professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, like maybe that that's where I got caught up was just kind of being comfortable, you know, in that home for a little while. I think you'll get there, man, because I think you're driven and you're passionate and I I think you'll get it done. I appreciate you. I'm going to keep working, man. Like when, when the day comes where I'm done, it's not going to be because I work hard enough. Damn, like maybe maybe the stars didn't align for me. Maybe they do. Like whatever it is, but my effort will be there. That's the only, that's the only thing I can control. Um, I happened to catch your IWTV a day in the life. Uh, I learned about it from uh, Trisha Dora. I think she also did one as well. She did. She did. And um, when when I was watching it, I saw your daughter is a gymnast, and she was at some gymnast competitions. I have three daughters. Um, two of them are, well, they're all gymnasts, but two of them do competitions. And okay. re- recently, what was it, a couple weekends ago, I was at a competition. I was there for eight hours on Saturday. Um, it's rough. Are there any tips to help me get through uh, an eight-hour gymnastics competition? Yeah, like, you're a sports fan, so like I'm a couple of them. Like I, I love when they're on Sundays, and yes, as much Sunday. as I love football, yes. But like I just get my Directv right up my NFL, take it on my phone, there you go. and I'll just sit there. Like a couple of the other dads, like hey, give me a heads up when my kids on, because like, I kind of have no interest in watching all the other kids. Uh, so it's just like make sure I pay attention when my kids on, and I'll just sit on my phone and watch for sure whatever. And that's um, that's, what that's happens. about it. Yeah. Um, getting getting to know some of the other dads is helpful. Sometimes, like, if we're there early and we know it, like, we'll just kind of leave the moms be and we'll run out to, like, a local bar, get some chicken wings. There you go. Those, those are the only strategies. Dude, I'm kind of nervous now coming up. A little, This little guy's first year wrestling. Oh. But, like, our schedule is going to be gymnastics, wrestling, gymnastics, wrestling. And then on top of that, like, I'm trying to be at all of their stuff. Yep. I'm trying to make all my bookings. So, like, these next three, four months are going to be crazy. Wow. There will be no sitting down. I agree. I, hey, I stand by that, man. I haven't sat down in years. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that. I don't remember now. But, yeah. Oh, we're talking about gymnastics. Gymnastics, Damn. wrestling. Um, can your can your daughter do a moonsault? Mine love doing moonsaults. Yeah. like I mean, I grew up on a trampoline. So, yeah. Uh, my dad always said his best toy he ever bought us. We used it so much. Again, me and Rob, right? We graduated right. from our little blue mat once we got the trampoline. Um, lots of like Mabel versus Razor Ramon matches on that thing. Um, I was always Mabel. I loved being Mabel, King Mabel. Um, oh, what yeah. So like guy. he bought them one, 
actually, actually, and Rob helped me put it together. It was like the week COVID like shut the world down. Okay. Like they, they'd got it, I think for Christmas, maybe before that, but it was just starting to warm up. It was like uh, March, April. And I was like, all right, we're going to be stuck in the house. So Rob came over, helped me put that thing up. But yeah, she can do backflips, front flips. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? Ariel's the one she's working on now. Yeah. But she's, she's a pretty good little flipper. Uh, my little guy, my little plug, he's, he's five. He's got front flips down. Oh, insane. I can never no, no backflips yet. No backflips. No backflips. Well, she, she started doing moonsaults, and this is something I can never do or have the guts to do. She was doing it on the couch the other day, and I'm like, there's no, like, yeah. spring to that. You're just doing it. And she's just like, yeah, watch this. And she floats. Yeah, yeah that's, so, what, that's what mine does. I, because I, they yeah. would do backflips, and I would say to them, I've told this before on here, I would say, can you do the backflip, but instead of landing on your feet – just land flat, like just land flat on your, your your stomach. They go like this, and they do it, and it looks like Kurt Angle. Yep. And I'm like, shit. All right, get out there and do them. Gymnasts, yeah. gymnasts are like magic little people, man. Like, yeah. I just love how jacked they they are, and they all run around with their little muscles, and it's like <sighs> they're just always like seven, eight year old little girls, more jacked than some of these dudes I'm on indie shows with. They I'm like, do. Yo. Yeah, they get on those. Uh, these girls don't play. The bars, and they they go right up on the bars like this, and I'm yep. like, "Fuck, I can't do that. I'd be dead." Nope. <laughs> oh man, who would have thought gym gymnastics right. tonight? Uh, anyways, uh, something I like to do at the end of every show is uh, I'm gonna give you the mic now. Uh, you can put yourself over, you can put anyone over, you can tell us what you got coming up. We've been posting. Your Twitter link in the chat. So if you have others, let us know. Uh, if you got stuff coming up, let us know. But the, I'm not going to interrupt. Um, the floor is yours, my friend. Um. All right. Let's see what I got coming up. I am going to be wrestling for New South is coming up to New Jersey to run a show in December. Uh, I'm going to be wrestling Adam Priest there. Both these matches just got announced today. Um, so super pumped for these. Um I'm wrestling Adam Priest, who's one of the hottest wrestlers out of the South. I kind of even tweeted as a joke the other day. I was like, give me Adam Priest or I'm not showing up. So I don't know if that was already their plan or I convinced them to to give me Adam Priest, which I hope is not the case. I hope, well, you know, I'm willing to wrestle whoever you give me. But that's the guy I wanted, and I got him. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm wrestling my man at Jaden for real. for It's like a sup action combo show that's a part of uh, Beyond Wrestling's doing a restival. Ooh. So that's one of their their matches, and he's one of my favorite people. I got to run um, a seminar down at New South when I was down there about a year ago, and I already liked the kid, and I knew he was hardworking and motivated. And it was that was the second seminar I ever ran, and so I was still kind of at the at the part of running seminars where it's like, should I even be running seminars? Do people want to hear what I have to say? Um, and dude, this kid was like on the edge of his seat the whole time, taking notes. And he's already a real good worker. And I was just like, dude, I got all the respect for that kid. Cause I remember even kind of being brash a little bit at that age, like, and being at a seminar of a guy, I was like, ah, this guy probably shouldn't be running seminars. And like, kind of being like, like at first, just like avoiding it, thinking like, ah, oh, this guy's not better than me. But then that was the day I learned. I, it was, um, it was Rob echoes who wrestles as Rob stone now. Okay. Or he's like in WWE now. So obviously I should have been listening to him. Dude knows what he's doing. Like two minutes into his seminar, I was like, oh man, I was so wrong. This is such a good seminar. This is amazing. I learned so much from him. Um, but when I just saw how into it he was, I instantly became a fan of his and I've been following him for a while. Um, and so 
I think Dylan Hales, who had a lot to do with putting the match together, knew that him and I wanted to wrestle each other. Um, so now we're getting that match. So that's going to be awesome. Nice. Real excited for that. Uh, that is New Year's Eve, which again, being a family man, yeah. was like even the, even like when the, when they first reached out, they're just like, "Hey, um, you probably need wife permission to drive five hours away on New Year's Eve. So if you can get it, we have a spot for you." Um, but I think the deal kind of was their shows at three. I was like, Hey, if you can get me on the first half, I'm in, but I'm out the door as soon as I'm done. Cause like, you know, like yeah. I take that kind of stuff serious about just trying to be around and not miss things as much as I can. So like, I got it as of right now, I think I should be pulling back in the house around nine o'clock New Year's Eve. If everything goes to plan, which it won't cause it's wrestling. <laughs> nine o'clock would be fine. It'd be fine. I think so. And the kids will stay up. They're troopers. Phenomenal. But those, those are the, yeah. the next couple things I have going on off the top of my head. All right. Uh, Arnett, book me on your wrestling show. I want to come to your wrestling show and wrestle your best wrestlers. Let's do it. So we, uh, you know, Vanessa, we should put on a wrestling show. We could, uh, a very good professional wrestler versus Tony Deppen. That was supposed to happen twice now. Was it? Yeah, and, and it's funny, the way you said it, it made me think of this company. I wrestle for a company, they, they run Let's Hang Out shows. Okay. Um, right here in Allentown, so not far from me. Yeah. But it's a guy, Chris Reject, who I met years ago through Ultra Mantis, um, and he would print T-shirts out of a shed in his mom's yard, which then grew into like a little workshop, and now has grown into a huge shop he has. Um, and he always re- like promoted punk rock shows. And one day he was just like, I think I want to promote a wrestling show now. And so he's probably done 10 at this point over the last three years or so, but the shows are literally just like no pressure. Like let's just, everybody have the most fun ever. Oh, like awesome. it's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, like he just got into it to have a good time. That's why the shows are called let's hang out. Um, so yeah, it was supposed to be me versus Tony Deppin. Um, then I broke my leg and then they just rebooked it for October 20 something. Um, and Tony Deppin double booked himself. So that got canceled, but that's where they replaced him with Alex Shelley. So I was much as I would love to wrestle Tony Deppin, I was quite <laughs> cool with the new the the second option. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I still want to wrestle Tony Deppin. So I run a wrestling show. I want to I want to wrestle Tony okay. Deppin. Let's do it. We'll do it at we'll do it at his little brewery in Pennsylvania. He's got a little <laughs> brewery. It's not. It's not far from me. It's about an hour away. Let's throw a little ring somewhere. We can do it. Why not? There you go. Anyways, uh, you've been a phenomenal human being to have on the show tonight. You're a very good professional wrestler. You're uh, an awesome teacher. I've come to learn that, and you're an even greater dad. So I appreciate all those compliments. The last one being my favorite. All three of those things are great in my book. So you're welcome back anytime. Plug anything you want. Uh, do anything you want. Uh, the door is open, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks for just helping out indie wrestling, man. Yeah, we're We need every avenue we can to get the word out about us, our friends, our people, our companies. And what you got going on is very helpful. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, hey, have a good night. I go get my kids to bed now. It's way past bedtime. <laughs> yeah, you're solo. You're solo parenting, right? Parenting three sixteen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I only came that. down. They only came down one store in this. Mine usually come down. They haven't yeah. in a while, 
They usually do, but uh, you know, the, the wife's here tonight, so I'm not solo parenting, so I got that going for me. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, go get them to bed. Have a great night, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, man. I'll see you. Peace. Great. Great.